Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. Alrighty, um, today is the day when Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Today is, what is today's date? Okay, June 24th, I think. <laughs> wow, shows how aware I am of the date. Anyway, um, today is the day that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. And, and I think, on the one hand, this is a monumental event for the pro-life movement. Um, I'd say I, I've been actively or, or at least somewhat actively involved in the pro-life movement for about 10 years now, since I was, since I was 16 years old. Um, I have not been as active in it uh, as of the last number of years because the, <laughs> the abortion clinic in my area was, uh, was shut down um, by, the, by the government. Uh, I want to say it was five years ago now. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe six. Uh, the abortion doctor that had been there um, had been, it's really, it's, it's quite horrible, had been uh, hoarding, basically, dead uh, human, human baby remains uh, from abortions. He'd basically been keeping them in his, in his garage in jars full of preservatives. It's, it's very disturbing what happened. Um, but there was good that came out of it in the sense that the abortion clinic in my area has been um, shut down ever since then for the last five or six years now. And that, that was a massive, a massive win for the pro-life uh, movement in my area. Now, in, in the diocese that I live in, I live in the diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. And on, on the Fort Wayne side no longer has that abortion clinic. Um, and the South Bend side had one for a long time and then it closed for about a year or two I think and then now it's now it's back open although I, I'm not sure exactly what's going to be happening in Indiana as regards abortion now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned um, the feel that I get from our governor is that he's he is a he's a Republican um, but I'm not sure how conservative he is I guess on a lot of social issues so I, I'm not sure where Indiana stands on this on this issue right now. I, I don't know where Indiana will will fall as regards the legality or illegality of abortion in the future. Now that the federal um, legality of it has been overturned by this Dobbs decision, but I I really I want to give some reflections here because on the one hand this is a day of great rejoicing for those of us in the pro life movement. Uh, not only Today was Roe versus Wade overturned, but today is the feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, um, and I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence. Uh, I think the fact that we have multiple uh, Supreme Court judges who are Catholic, um, I think you know that may have played a part into the dating of of this 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 release, this this overturning of Roe versus Wade. On the other hand, um, this is also a day of great trepidation. I would say. For the pro-life movement, uh, for for a few reasons. The first is that we don't get complacent, that we don't get, um, we don't think we've won because we have not won. The battle, in a lot of ways, has just begun. Um, we might have won a major battle, but now we're fighting fifty small battles in all fifty states 
of this country. Uh, and when forces are divided, an army can easily fall. So I, I, I want to say that as, as, as caution um, for the pro-life movement, that we continue on. That, but that, you know, also another, another point to consider is that we keep, uh, we keep truth in charity at the forefront here. We can't become triumphalistic uh, for many reasons. One of the main reasons is is that this is not um, this is not a full win here. This is <laughs> this is basically like okay, we finally made it to the starting line, and now it's time to run the race to the finish. Okay, like it was basically like we we weren't able to do anything before, legally speaking. So this is a very huge win for the pro life movement in that we can get started. Everything before now, everything before now was a preparation for this moment. Um, so in a lot of ways, in this is just the beginning. And we need to, the, the, the burden is only going to get greater, okay, for the pro-life movement. Um, I heard that the, uh, what's it called? The Homeland Security Agency, Agency of Homeland Security, however, however that uh, institution is phrased in their name, has come out and told, uh, come out with a statement saying that Catholic churches need to be on, basically on high alert. And, and we have been for the last two months, ever since the the leaked the leaked document came out. There have been quite a number of, of uh, attempted incidences where people were either disrupting masses or I mean even even Protestant services. Um, but I mean the the Homeland Security has come out and said that you know the Catholic churches in particular need to be especially aware during uh, the next the next few weeks. Um, I'm blessed to live in a pretty conservative area, so I'm not too worried. As far as I know, we haven't had any large incidences in my area as of yet, but that doesn't mean we can let down our guard. Um, you know, the, the Catholic Church is, is pretty blessed in, in a lot of regions um, because it is so large and it's so organizationally structured uh, that it has the resources to, to protect those who go to Mass. For the, for the most part, in, in most regions. What I worry about is, let's say, that the independent Protestant churches who maybe can't afford police um, police protection uh, and they would have to rely upon you know pri- private protection, maybe uh, with those who are within the congregation, um, just keeping keeping alert over the next few weeks. Um, but I but I want I want people in those those smaller churches who don't have maybe as many resources. And this includes Catholic churches that don't have many resources. There's, there's, there are a number of dioceses out there that are in very poor areas with, with very low amounts of, of uh, parishioners. So, so praying for those churches that do not have the resources to keep their congregations protected during this time. And, and it, it's quite sad that the department, there, there it is, the Department of Homeland Security has to come out and say this sort of thing. Um, it, it is it is quite sad, but with all of the mass shootings that we've had lately, um, you know, you, you can't be you can be too protective, of course, but you you can be not protective enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I just I want people to know that I'm going to be praying during this time that we are all able to stay safe. That this whole incident of overturning Roe versus Wade does not become does not become a linchpin movement in a revolutionary spirit. I'm hoping that this does not devolve into anything tragic, okay? I'm hoping and praying that. Um, if it happens and we have martyrs in our midst, 
Praise be to God. Uh, martyrdom is one of the greatest blessings that, that a person can be given. So praise be to God if it occurs. Um, but we don't want to seek it out. <laughs> um, and we don't want to put ourselves in situations where we're asking for it either, you know? So, yeah, I'm I'm incredibly happy. But I'm also coming at this with, with a lot of trepidation. Um, because I'm, I'm worried about our society. I'm worried about what people will do with this. Because, you know, a very good thing can happen. This was a very good thing. It should have happened. Uh, I'm glad that it happened. It is a good thing. But when good things happen, we have to be aware that the enemy, the devil, Satan, all of all of the powers of, of darkness are going to launch an attack on that goodness and try to topple it to the ground. And I'm not saying here, a lot of people will equivocate what I'm saying with calling pro-choice people demonic or something of that nature. Now, there certainly are aspects of the pro-life movement that are demonic. Um, I'm not going to say that there aren't even people within the pro-life movement who it's incredibly possible that they are influenced by demonic forces. I fully believe in, in angels and demons and, and in the fact that they play a role in reality. I don't seek them around every corner. Uh, I try to ignore them as much as possible. Because um, even even angels, like, you should, yes, you should pray to your guardian angel. You should pray to Gabriel, Michael, um, geez, now I'm blanking on the third one, and Raphael, <laughs> the, the ones that we know their names from scripture. But um, but other than that, we shouldn't try to be seeking them, like, in the physical world. You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be seeking signs of these things in the physical world because, hey, it's incredibly rare, I would argue, that that these celestial beings influence the material world. Um, and it it would be quite foolish to try to actively look for that. Now, if it happens and you come upon it, that's a different different, different thing. But one should not be actively searching for these these sorts of these these ways that uh, that angels can play a role in reality. Okay, um, I'm kind of going off on a few tangents here, and I apologize. It, it, it's it's just it's a it's a big thing that has happened. This is a momentous event, but we need to stay vigilant. We can rejoice, we can rejoice, and we shall rejoice. We, we should rejoice, but we also need to stay vigilant. Um, because the abortion issue is really, I would argue, the front man for the entire culture of death. And once, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you shake up a bottle of pop, and once the cap is let go, you know, the, the soda is going to explode everywhere. Um, and, and that could very well happen this Overturning of Roe versus Wade could be that cap going off on the shaken soda. And we, we just, we need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to rejoice and we need to be ready for the attacks that will occur, whether they're physical attacks, whether they're spiritual attacks, whether they are uh, psychological attacks, legal attacks, you know, whatever, whatever you might say. We need to be ready for the assault. Um, not that we shouldn't be all the time, but there are certainly specific times when we need to be especially ready. And I would argue that this is this is one of those times. So yeah, I'm, I'm rejoicing. I am rejoicing, but I'm also I'm also slightly pessimistic about how this is going to go, about how the other side, quote unquote, is going to react. So again, this was a good thing. This should have happened. This is a good thing, but. As with all good things, uh, you know, the, the enemy will attack harder. So I just, I just want us to be ready. All right. Thank you.